Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 32 of the Q&A podcast. My, my name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always, my pal DeQuincy. Hello peeps. And it's been an interesting week in uh, the world of professional wrestling. Um, actually it started last, the week before, um, on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. when uh, the now infamous or controversial or popular or internet breaking Art of Wrestling podcast. R-E, all of the above. Right. Uh, Art of Wrestling podcast with Cole Cabana. Uh, his guest, of course, was CM Punk, uh, part one of a two-part uh, podcast interview. And it was, man, like groundbreaking, earth-shattering, I mean, you name it. Um, exposed the WWE and also kind of uh, exposed CM Punk as well, I think. Um, I, it was a very, very interesting and telling podcast uh, conversation, and it's had the whole, you know, wrestling world and, to an extent, pop culture world talking. Um, Shows the behind-the-scenes um, issues that he had to deal with with his time in WWE, like, the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I guess we're going to talk about it, and we're recording this on a Saturday night. Uh, we're watching... UFC 181, which is weird because as we're watching this pay per view, uh, it happened. He was <laughs> he showed up to the pay per view and was interviewed by Joe Rogan, and boom, announced that he is part of the UFC family. He is signed with the UFC. Uh, the terms I don't think have come out yet, no. but he's supposed to fight sometime in 2015. At least one fight in 2015, which is huge. Um, there's, there's a lot to, I guess, go through. Uh, the podcast itself was like an hour and a half long. Great interview. Um, he talked about all of his, the, the nonsense that he had to go through, uh, his trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. You know, now, was, I just want to say one thing. It was, it's just weird how this happened because we originally planned to do this podcast two days ago. Yeah. And... Um, we did a podcast before the, uh, which one did we do? The baseball one? Yeah, we did the baseball podcast and just ran out of time to this one. So we decided to save it for tonight. And then all the UFC news came out like 15 minutes before we started setting up. And Man, it's like, perfect wow. time. Um, but look, you know, with the podcast, it's like, you know, everything he said, he got his story out and I get it. Um, and even he, you know, alluded to it. There's always two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And so, for as many people that are on CM Punk's side, you know, you have to kind of look at it also from WWE's point of view as well. And, you know, if if only they were as open and transparent as he was in this story, because they're obviously not going to divulge as much as he did. That, that will never happen. If they do, all they're doing is adding gasoline to a fire. Yeah. And, you know, he was hurt. He was tired, burned out. Not happy with his standing. Not happy with how he was booked. Lied to. Lied to. Um, was, man, I mean, underpaid. But I think most performers are underpaid. Yes, especially now that they're no longer getting their pay-per-view shares because right. the WWE Network has come taking that money away. Which I'm not complaining because, I, I'm, personally, I'm, I'm happy not spending 60 bucks a month on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I understand that... It, it affects everyone, um, everyone else involved. It was as as much as I was like 
don't know. The, for, for me, at least, I'm still very much on the fence because I feel like both... I, I really feel like both parties were... There, there is culpability on both sides. Um, on both sides because... There's things that both of them could have done better, much better, I think. And, and I think it all starts off with communication. True. As far as CM, CM Punk's side, what do you think he could have done? Sorry, what do you think he could have done better? Uh, well, he could have had his own doctor, his own personal physician to die. Because they clearly weren't going to diagnose what was going on with him. I mean, he should have, you know, whether it was a tradition or not, that, that their doctors would, you know, uh, cut out uh, what is you know, cut out uh, growths that were on these guys' bodies. You know? I just feel like if, if that would have happened, the WWE would have came back with a lawsuit like, "Oh, your doctor says you can't perform, but our doctor says you can," and it would just been some big legal issue. Or maybe I know we talked about this earlier. Maybe there's something in this contract that says he has to be checked out by their doctors. But if they're not going to do anything about it, then screw it. I mean, your health is should be your primary objective. Because if you're not healthy, you can't perform. And if you're forcing yourself to perform while you're not healthy, then you're miserable. And the work suffers, the fans suffer, the company suffers. Uh, and, and, you know, the person, while you're suffering yourself. So, you know, I think um, when it comes to that, especially if it's something, especially if it's a growth which it turned out to be a staph infection, which is can kill you, Jack. Yeah, um, you gotta get it checked out, yeah. especially if the doctors that are hired to tend to you aren't doing their job. Then especially you if they're else. if they're prescribing you antibiotics and the growth is getting larger. Yeah, then something is is terribly wrong. Then I I think he should have said, "Screw it, I gotta go see somebody, somebody yeah. to." To look into it more than, than these guys. Are. So who comes off looking the worst in, in the podcast, after the podcast? Vince McMahon, the WWE doctor, Triple H, or Ryback? Because um, Ryback got killed. K-I-L-T killed. He did, but I I think I have him at the end of that list. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean... Stuff like that happens all the time with performers. And Especially a guy as green as he was when he came up. Yeah. You know. Uh, maybe he just didn't like punk and, and maybe he did let it slip a little bit. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's um, something that he'll ultimately have to live with if, if he chooses not to uh, elaborate more on it. I mean, he's taken some veiled shots at punk on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, unless he comes out with his own podcast and says, hey, this is really what happened or this is why it happened, then, you know, whatever whatever he did, he'll have, just have to live with. Um, I think uh, Triple H, I think, looks the worst out of all of this. He seems like a bare man just holding on to the past the way Punk was describing. Um, he's a guy that looks like he has no clue what he's doing. Which is terrible news for the company because he's the guy that's supposed to, to you know, take all, take over, take over he's, when he's Vince retires the or likely when he dies. And if a guy who was a performer, who's been through the same crap that Punk has, who's been through the same trials and tribulations, who's 
been on the road, has fought and wrestled um, with injuries, through mm-hmm. injuries. I mean, he tore his quad during a match, both of his quads during a match, tore him clear off the bone, and he still continued the match. Uh, a guy who has been through it all just as much as CM Punk has, and for him to... It, it, it's, it's scary to think that that's what a, a corporate suit really will do to you, to a guy. You cut your hair and you put on a suit like that, and you completely forget what it's like to be one of the boys. Well, this has always been the thing about Triple H. He, when he was coming up in WCW and stuff like that, that he was one of the he was a guy who only looked out for himself. Yeah, I mean, and this is more evident now. You know, uh, this has never been more evident than than right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, he he just looks like. You know, a very vindictive, a very clueless, uh, heartless guy that, man, I mean, how could anybody trust, you know, going forward? He's looking at the bottom line and looking to make himself look good. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you believe that Punk has never headlined WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, I can. I, I mean, not to back when it was the summer of Punk and he was the hottest thing. Who well, no, knows? WrestleMania was after was before the summer of punk. Was it? Yeah, it was WrestleMania was like in March or in April. I don't know. And that summer of punk didn't happen until July or August. Um, or June, I believe. And I, I mean I get it. You want to be a headliner for WrestleMania. Who who wouldn't want to be the headliner for WrestleMania? It is a big deal. Um, and for anybody, especially guys like Triple H who has Headline WrestleMania. For a guy like that to, to make it seem like it's no big deal, like, oh, well, you know, you've, you wrestled the best match, but it necessarily wasn't the last match. That's, I mean, that's a slap in the face to every performer, you know, who aspires to headline but doesn't get that that opportunity, doesn't get that spotlight. Yeah, especially when, what was it, a year or two ago when he was the champion and it seemed like every pay-per-view John Cena was in the main event. Yeah, he was. I remember one year it was like um, I can't remember who Punk took on for the championship but the main event was John Cena team taking on um, Laronitis. Yeah. Remember that? Team, yeah. Team, team Johnny and it's like well the champion's supposed to be the headliner he's supposed to be the at the end, in the main event, and Punk is the champion. He gets no respect. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I mean, the guy... No respect, I tell you. No respect. I just don't understand how a company like that could turn down that kind of money. I mean, the guy is making money for the company. Mm-hmm. You know? Outsold John Cena. For a period of time, yes. When it yeah. came to merchandise. If you know anything about... Wrestling, John Cena is the golden boy. I mean, he's got a new t-shirt every month. Yes, and it sells out every month. Yeah. Um, and to have a superstar, a wrestler who outsells Cena as a face, I mean, you got to take advantage of that. And it seemed like they never did. Yeah, they, it, I don't understand what their hesitation was. I mean, uh, this is a guy who... It's one of the big problems I have with the WWE. They always complain that they don't have enough stars, but then they don't give people the chance to become stars. Yeah. And, you know, if it's aesthetically he's not the kind of guy they want, or 
you know, whatever, you know, you've got to you've got to roll with with what's working and what's making money. Mm-hmm. And because in the podcast, he admitted that he felt like Triple H basically disliked him from day one. Yeah, which I mean, I, I just don't understand that. You know, Maybe because guy. he didn't look like the prototypical wrestler that Triple H wanted to be the champion. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you heard what he, um, tri- uh, sorry, CM Punk was talking about the Shield and cre- creation of the Shield and who he wanted in there. Yeah, and he wanted uh, what's his name, Hero, Chris Hero, Chris Hero. Yeah, and they came back and said, no, we want Roman Reigns because. Basically, he's the prototypical pretty boy wrestler. Yeah, I mean, Chris Hero is, is friends with Punk, and you know he's you know worked the Indies with them, and you know obviously obviously you would pick you you know throw his name in the hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chris Hero, the reason why he was fired or let go from WWE is because he couldn't get into the shape that they wanted him to. He's a great wrestler. They I never really got to see him perform, but you know on the indie scene, he he's was always a top guy that. Everybody was like, "Wow, this when this guy gets to WWE, he's gonna he's gonna put it together. He's gonna be, you know, basically probably another CM Punk." Uh, uh, was he like over a little overweight, a little pudgy or something? Yeah, he, he just um, built. Which is just he. I, I would tell you if you look at CM Punk, CM Punk was in better shape than Chris Hero. If that's an indication, if that's a comparison or a a, a, a Painting a broad picture of, of describing uh, Chris Hero. That's ridiculous because one of their biggest heels right now, I would say, is Pudgy and Bray um, Wyatt. Yeah, but he's a big, he's a big man. You know, that's you can be Pudgy and still move around, be a, a good athlete, just to, because you're carrying a little extra weight. I mean, look at Prince Fielder in baseball. Yeah, but Chris Hero's basically skinny fat, essentially, and so how could you see a guy dominating anybody? I mean, he. Uh, especially if they turned him heel, I mean, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a powerhouse like Bray Wyatt. And that's why Bray Wyatt is is being pushed because he's he's a powerhouse. He's he's a big man who uh, doesn't have to be you know built like John Cena or Randy Orton or those guys. It's just ridiculous. It should be like baseball. You bring a guy up, give him a tryout. If he can't handle it, you send him back down. They won't give Chris Hero a chance, but they'll trot out Adam Rose and his damn bunny for the past six months. In Adam Rose's defense, he's actually really talented. They just gave him a horrible gimmick. They gave and him. have continued the horrible gimmick. You know what, what Adam Rose's gimmick was before he became the party guy? Or no idea. His name was Leo Kruger. Mm-hmm. And he was like portrayed as this... Uh, like this South African hunts, hunter, like a game, like a big know. game hunter. Yeah, that <laughs> like sounds a, like like a poacher. Yeah, like uh, Craven the Hunter from Spider Man. Oh Lord, that that's a great gimmick though because he's got the accent and he's he's in good shape and he's got the you know he had the the attitude for it, man. I feel like that was a great gimmick back in nineteen ninety five. I don't think anybody over the age of eight will buy that now. Oh man, it's a lot better than Party Guy. That man, that's not saying much, man. Um, I don't know. It's I feel like, as far as WWE is concerned, I don't know what their next step is. Like how they keep the company well, he, continuing. He said in the pockets they don't know. 
that they take it basically week to week. They don't. Well, that's they don't. We we know about that. They always have the script, and then at the last minute, Venture Man will come down and change it the day of. But if if not knowing what's what you're gonna do from now until the Royal Rumble, if that's the case, if that's any indication about what they're doing, then then clearly they have no idea what they have planned. Uh, six months, a year, two years, three years down the line. Um, now there is talks. There, sorry, there is talk of you know who who's going to headline WrestleMania. You know, in twenty fifteen, WrestleMania thirty one, and that's been thrown out for over you know close to a year now. But that that seems like it's the but only that's, that's thing the, that they plan out in advance. That's it. That's everything else is just fly by the seat of your pants. And that's yeah, great you know for who talking about, right? Well, for um, WrestleMania, yeah, Reigns versus Lesnar. That's I mean, because they're 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 way they're they're looking to push Reigns as champion. Yeah. come WrestleMania, I and it, and for him to carry the the company into the future. But I feel like it's too early. Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean, too. he hadn't even had a singles title yet. Yeah, he hasn't had a, a singles push yet. I mean, he got injured a few months ago and. Well, he did have a, a slight push for the, the the heavyweight championship. I remember he was in the pay-per-views, like, um, what was that? Not TLC, but I wasn't money in the bank. bank. Yeah. But then he, he did a pay-per-view. Uh, you know, he did that, uh, was it Fatal 4-Way with uh, Cena, Orton, and King. Yeah. And then he did another pay-per-view, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. He he's not great on the mic. No, yet. he's not. Um, he's got everything else. He's got down. I mean, he's got all the, the tools there. Just he's got to work on his promos, and that's I guess the the consensus uh, opinion on on Roman Reigns. But back to we said with the WWE, like if you were in charge, what would you do with this company? Man, that's. I mean, what I would do is I would look at your roster uh and start piecing feuds together for everybody. Piecing something for everybody and not just throwing guys out there, um, but really going back to focusing on the storylines. And, you know, they only focus on what John Cena is going to do next. What's next? And WrestleMania, apparently. Yeah. I think the first thing you do is sit down with the writing staff and explain to them, we can't, we can no longer do this week-to-week stuff. We have to have a three, four, five, six-month plan. Gotta have a slow, you gotta slow burn. Slow Slow burn. Yeah, slow burn and build it for the next six months. And you don't, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have... Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins fight each other every single month on this every at every pay per view, mm-hmm. but their paths should cross every month for six months. You know, building towards some sort of payoff. In fact, what you should do with the big three, I mean big four, uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. If you spread those out every what every three months. And they just say, "Here, we're gonna have a three-month plan." Yeah, you, you have payoffs at those big, at those big, big ones, events. and then as soon as that's over, then we start with a new one. Right. 
And they were getting it right with, with Ambrose and Rollins. And I think they're, they've got it. That's a good start because those are guys that you're clearly looking to carry the company into the future. Um, those guys are going to be main event guys. Next 10, 15 years. Totally. And as long as they don't get burned out. <laughs> but who else is there? With the three guys in the shield. Reigns, Rollins, Ambrose. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Um, you got a few more years of Randy Gordon. A few more years of uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Ziggler. You know, Cena, you got a few more years of him as well. Ziggler is, again, one of those guys who are older than you think. Because mm-hmm. he's either 32 or 33. I think 33. Then who else is there? Ryback is getting a push again. Who now? But we saw how that worked last time. Yeah. Um. And he's thirty-two, I believe. Is really? Yeah. So he's got a few years left in him. Uh, and then you know you've got guys in NXT that are that are Coming. waiting in the wings. But we're naming all these guys. And it's like this is the perfect scenario. What happens if? They get hurt. They like you say they get burned out, or it, it turns into an edge, edge situation where they have to retire because of injury. Daniel Bryan, that could happen very well. Happen, yeah, Daniel Bryan, very soon. Um, because your body can only handle so many surgeries. Yeah, but then look at other. I mean, look at guys that aren't being utilized either. You got Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Um, I would what say Sheamus is not being used the right way. I not think correctly. He, he needs to be a heel. Thank you. Agreed. He, Agreed. Because right now all he is is the Iris pale John Cena. Yeah. And it's it's boring. Yeah, he's he's just He's a he's a, a, a guy who, who uh, he's a brawler. I mean he's a guy who can fight and you want that guy beating the hell out of your good guy. Say, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Yeah. I'm all out of bubblegum. Um I, you know, I like Rusev. I, th- I think they're they're they've got something with mm-hmm. him. They're they're working on it. Um, they haven't they haven't given up on his character. It's no, been yeah. you know over six months no, now. Not yet. I'm interested to see where they go with this new day thing. Those are guys that Woods. they could elevate in the mid card, but they could be uh, at the top of the mid card. You know, they they could be contending for. You know, tag titles and intercontinental titles and leading teams, side, yep. leading teams in Survivor Series matches. Not main event Survivor Series matches, but, you know, mid-card Survivor Series matches that would be interesting. Agreed. Um, there is talent. I mean, I know people I say just, that it's the roster's thin, but that's because they're not utilizing these guys and they're not, they're, they're not uh Allowing them to connect with the fans. I just hate the fact that they made them faces. The New Day. They should have <laughs> yeah. left it as a heel, militant, black power group. And now they're they're the opposite. They're very happy. They're, they're very happy, they're happy and, to be friends. Happy and jovial. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it's just... I don't know. I always feel like Vince thinks that most of his... Or maybe not Vince, maybe Mr. Ryan said that like most most of their customers are white males and they bring their kids and they don't really don't want to see the angry black people. <laughs> I'm seriously like the angry black people beating up on the white guys. Possibly. They just but, want the happy, jovial uh, happy to be here, sir. Let me tap dance in the ring. My little baby no short then short then my little baby no short then bread. And, uh, I feel that way sometimes. I mean 
race in the WWE is something that, you know. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I feel like I say this about every race everywhere. It's better, but it's not where it needs to be. Definitely, definitely. Um, but, you know, back to Punk in the WWE. It's like, uh, that was always the rumor why, who was it? <laughs> Mark Henry got that push like two years ago because one of the higher ups dropped the N word on him. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I do remember that. It was him and R Truth and I think Kingston, like, they were pushing some of the black uh, athletes because they want to see them as racist. Mm-hmm. The fact that you had to push your black <laughs> athletes means you were probably a little racist before. <laughs> and those guys are talented. I mean, Big E is, like, 28, I think. I didn't think he's that old. He's 27 or 28. I mean... Young, young guy, and he is—he's got all the tools in the world. He's charismatic. He's—I mean, built like a tank, and he's very athletic for his size. True in all accounts. And he's a guy that could be pushed much higher than he is right now. How old did you say he was? Uh, I think uh, twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Yeah, twenty-eight. Oh, same birth month as me, March. Nice. He's at the beginning, I'm at the end. Um, but you know, I mean, all the frustrations that, that Punk, you know, let out in this, this podcast, I mean, it's just, I think it's just a clear indication that the company um, has a lot of lot of retooling to do. They've, they, they don't fully utilize the talent that they have. They, and like I said, they don't allow them to connect. They don't give them enough time to connect with uh, with the fans. Uh-huh. And that's the only way they're ever going to, you know, make it. You have to be able to connect with these guys. And, you know, with, with the fans. And they have opportunities to do it and they just don't pull, they, they don't they don't go through. They don't follow through with it. You know, they don't take advantage of the mainstream attention that the company gets. Um, and I mean, in the long run, I think it's it, it will it's going to hurt them big time. Yeah, very much so. Every time I watch wrestling, I get this sensation, this feeling that it's just not for me anymore. Like it's being. Uh, design for kids. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, there's no, there's very little edge to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to go full blown attitude era. Yeah, because really, being clean isn't a bad thing. It's all about the the performance that goes on between the ropes. Mm-hmm. And you've got plenty of guys who. Very capable of putting on great matches. Rollins, Ambrose, Reigns, Wyatt, Brian, Ziggler, Kingston, uh, Big E, uh, Orton still. You know, those guys, Cesaro, those guys have all the talent in the world to put on great matches. And with the right storyline, that's what will get these guys over. And while we're talking about it, while we're talking about how they're utilizing the roster, 
I think we can both agree that the Divas division is a joke, and it's no fault of the Divas division, or the, the performers. Um, it's like they train them down at NXT, they put on fantastic matches, they develop these great wrestlers, and then as soon as they bring these, these women up mm-hmm. to the main roster, they put them in just stupid gimmicks. Mm-hmm. They have them in stupid... You know, costume contests, bikini contests, essentially uh, matches or battle royals or whatever. When these girls, these women, can really perform, you know, some someone that any fan can look up to. You know, um, they are athletic, they're talented, and they're but they're not utilized right. They're only put in just stupid little backstage, you know. Uh, confrontations, cat then, fights. Yeah, and then they have them do these stupid matches to settle their to settle the score or whatever. But there's actually a talented group of, of performers in that Divas locker room as well. It's always like like the WWE like five minutes for the show says, "What are we gonna do with these women?" Oh crap! I forgot about them. <laughs> That's well, a shake it up. That's a shame. Um, let's go back to CM Punk though. Yeah, this is the door. Closed? Is it? Is is has the house been sealed shut? Locked all the windows, all the doors. Um, sealed every edge, every every corner. Basically, you're asking me ever gonna step back into a WWE ring? Well, we talked about this offline, and uh, we spoke to this with your father. And what was his prediction that he'll be back next year? Yeah, yeah. Well, that is not like gonna happen. Um, I mean, you right now you would say, oh, he's never stepping back in the ring. But, you know, they got uh, Bruno Sammartini to come back. Took 30 years. Hey, <laughs> he came back. And he had, like, the most notorious and vicious grudge against the WWE that any athlete's ever had. <sighs> I say he comes back, but it's probably not going to be... For another four or five years. Yeah, I think so too. Um, if within five years Vince McMahon is dead or no longer running the company, it could be very, it could be a lot longer than five years. It could be a macho man situation. Yeah, because if you look at it, who's going to broker that deal? It's going to be Triple H. He's the one that's. Well, first, who's going to bring that deal to Triple H? Right. Like, no, I don't know. I think we can't at this point. I just feel like it's full of yes men. Maybe Daniel Bryan, if he's still there. Awesome. Maybe even Cena, because Cena and uh, CM Punk are, I wouldn't say like best friends, but they are. They get it. They get along. They get it. They get how the business works Mm -hmm. and what it takes to make money. And Bruno Sammartino was brought back because Triple H brokered the deal. Yes. He's the one that negotiated everything. He's the one that got them back together. Um, I don't see that happening with CM Punk because... There's no intermediate? Yeah, because clearly the problem was between Punk and Triple H. And if you don't have anybody to bring them together, then that's just not going to happen. So I don't see it happening for a long time either. Um, 
I would like to see it sooner, but looks like he's going to be busy in 2015. Yeah. Stepping in the octagon as a what size did you did he say he was going to be? He said that he was going to try and he was going to uh, do a prelim- preliminary cut at at middleweight, which is in the UFC is 185 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned. Maybe going at welterweight, which is the weight class below at 175. I don't see that happening at all because uh, I was looking at his his profile online and on WWE he was billed at yeah they billed him at six uh, two two eighteen um, and two eighteen would put him in the light heavyweight category. There's no way he's fighting light heavyweight. He would get killed at light heavyweight. That's like Bone Jones and Cormier. And those guys are like they're like pure muscle. Yeah, uh, Anthony Johnson is in that division. He's a beast. Uh, middleweight. He would have, I mean, that would be his ideal. I guess he would actually have a chance of performing well at middleweight. Uh, but it's I mean, that's a tough cut, man. That's like thirty pounds. He's he'd have, he'd have to lose. Yeah, that's true, but he's got time. I mean, all we know is that he's going to be in the octagon in 2015. Mm-hmm. We don't know when in 2015. Yeah. So. I mean, he, and he's always, he's never, I mean, at 218, he never looked like a dangerous dude or a strong, you know. He's a, he's a felt individual. Yeah, so to picture him at 185 to see if he's going to, you know, if he, if he will look intimidating at all, like 185 is, is going to be a bit of a stretch, I think. Uh, but, you know, he's... This is, obviously, this is not something he's taking lightly. Mm-hmm. He's been training uh, jiu-jitsu for a few years now with the Gracies. Um, and he's not... He's clearly... <laughs> I mean, for wrestling for 20 years, mm-hmm. he's clearly not afraid to... Uh, Put his body at you know through hell and at risk and take punishment and pain, um, but instead of being hit over the back of the head with a chair or being thrown through a table onto concrete uh, or you know slamming his body you know off a of, you know the top rope that's yeah, jumping no off yeah jumping yeah, on top rope you know like five feet off off the ground, um, he's gonna take a punch to the face. He's gonna k- take a kick to the liver. Um, he's going to take knees to the to the sternum, body to body. Yeah, you know, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how he how he responds to it. At least in a sponsorship on his shorts. Yeah, yeah. this time. <laughs> well, I don't know. They they have a new uniform policy. Really? That's going to be kicking oh, in. God. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. I've, I've got to look into more more of the the details on that. Um. But this is. Uh, this is the month of punk, I guess. This has been more we're barely five days in, or six days into December, and I mean he's making waves everywhere. Very true. So it's gonna be interesting. It's man, I'm I'm very excited about what's going on in wrestling because of the young guys that are that are stepping up. Mm-hmm. These guys are really stepping up, um, and I'm interested to see what what CM Punk does. I mean. See how how well he handles the UFC. Uh, see how long it's going to take him to get to adjust. Well, to adjust 
But then, you know, ultimately, you know, go back to professional wrestling if that, if he ever actually does that. Um, but if he goes back, it's going to be like Ring of Honor or TNA. I don't think it's going back to the WWE anytime soon. Uh, or maybe he goes to, over to Japan. He could. I mean, he, well, I mean, he, at this point, he can go wherever he wants. He's and, got the money. Yeah, he's got the money. He's got the star power to command any kind of paycheck, really, mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but, you know, this whole thing, one thing that really bugged me, though, was that in the second interview, you and Colt were, mm-hmm. like, talking about how they were surprised that they had no idea that it was going to be as big it was going to be as big of a deal as, as it was uh, putting out this podcast or whatever. But it's like, come on, that's kind of insulting to the fans, I think. How so? Because this guy talks constantly about how he's the best in the world, how he's the top guy in, in the sport. And he was. And he was. Let's not, let's not and, gloss and, over that point. And being a fan favorite, being a top guy who inexplicably walks out on the company. Well, yeah, at the time. At the time. And people want him back. People are still cheering for his name at events. Anytime his wife is in the ring, the CM Punk chat chat comes up. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be a big deal. And I don't don't believe for a second that they didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I think they're trying to play it off as trying to, I don't know, humble brag... I guess, or try to be humble, but it, it's kind of insulting to think that that they were surprised, you know, or that they actually believed that it was a surprise to them. Um, because this is a big story. Whether I mean, come on, they they these guys have to know what a big story is because I Colt Cabana is always asked at events by fans, by other performers, hey, you know, how's Punk doing? Where's Punk? And this has been going on for months. So come on, to to not expect it to be huge is kind of insulting. That's one gripe I've got. I'll take your word for it because I haven't heard the second part yet. They said they got ten thousand email questions. I'm not surprised about that. And they were saying, "Oh, we only thought we were going to get like like two or three hundred, but apparently the the email um, address got shut down." Because they were overloaded with questions or with emails or whatever. Cole Cabana's website crashed uh, after the first episode came out. I couldn't download it on iTunes. Um, it just it was not downloading at all. Uh, so they had to put it on YouTube and they put it on SoundCloud and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a, I mean, this is definitely a big deal. So, but it was it was really really interesting to hear you know his side of the story. Um, the only side you're ever going to hear? For the most part. I mean, it, it doesn't do any good for Vince to to ever talk about it. I mean, he doesn't really talk about his problems that he had with Hogan. Doesn't really talk about the problems he had with Warrior. Doesn't really talk about the problems he had with Macho Man, mm-hmm. Steve Austin. Uh, you name it. I mean, that's just the nature of the business, I guess. You, there's always that one guy that... Um, just that clashes that doesn't always get along with the boss and just kind of have to go with the flow. And he's he's been through it enough to know what it's like and not be surprised so, by anything. So two questions. 
you understand why CM Punk did what he did, and if you were in the same uh, boat, would you have done the same thing? Uh, I mean, I understand why he did it. Same here. But walk, I don't know about walking out, though. I mean, if it was... If he was, if he was really that sick, then... If I was really that sick, I would have just, like, not shown up to an event or whatever to go, because I'm going to see my doctor. You know, if, if there's, especially if they're not doing doing anything about it. Um, especially if they're not handling it like they've handled other performers, you know, growths or whatever, you know, where... He said that, you know, they, it was a ritual that they would get together and watch guys squeeze out zits and, and growths and stuff and watch the doctor cut out that stuff yeah. from their bodies. Um, but for some reason, they just wouldn't do it to this guy. It's like they didn't want to deal with him at all. Um, I don't know. I totally understand why he didn't. I, I probably would have done the same thing. If you're working at a job and you're making enough money... And most partly, it started off fun, and it was something you wanted to do since you were six years old, and it just hits a point where it's no longer fun, and you just have, like, you look at your bank account, you have millions of dollars where you can just leave and not worry about work for the rest of your life. Hell yeah. I mean, I love, he, he loved wrestling. He probably still loves wrestling. He's just tired of the bull crap. Yeah. Yeah. But... I think overall, you you can't you can't put all the blame on WWE for everything. Ultimately, because I think there's in any relationship, I think both sides can always do things better, or can always work on something to make the relationship work. Uh, and yeah, there was a, a lot that WWE did wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everything was their fault. I really, I think there were things that Punk could have worked on. Probably so. Um, I'm just glad, like, watching him on TV tonight, he looks happy and he looks healthy. Yeah, he looks healthy for sure. I mean, he looks like he's sleeping again and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, that's, you know, good for him. And, you know, he's still going to be on television now. You know, he's still going to be a presence in, you know, uh, pop culture, sports culture, and all that stuff, so. I, just, I really wish I could be in the WWE um, headquarters just to watch the expression on these, just to watch Vince McMahon's face when someone tells him that Punk signed with the UFC. It's man, not going to be good because um, that's a lot of money that they are going to be losing out on because there's going to be people that are going to decide to watch his first match, you know, first match. They're going to buy the pay-per-view to to see it, I mean, he's an attraction now. Oh, you know, the only bad part, UFC pay per view is not nine ninety nine. But people are still going to buy it. <laughs> it's still an attraction. Party at Steve Robs now. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I think we've kind of spoken, you know, at length of this situation. It's been, uh, I think, it's a discussion, you know, that. Everybody's talking about, you know, I think our, got to get our view out there as well, see what it's, you know, see what's all going on. 
Um, and hopefully when we do talk about wrestling again, it's back about the storylines and what's going on, you know. The, not not the real life stuff, which is kind of weird saying, but the storylines that make me want to hang myself sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, is that all you got? That's all I've got. Ah, I think we're good. Cool. Well, you know, as always, we thank you for all the love and support. Mm-hmm. Tuning into the tuning into the show. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for clicking. Uh, we'll be back later this week, depending on what happens in the. Uh, Breast of the MLB hot stove. Yeah. It's a cooking up mighty tasty. <laughs> All right, guys. For Anthony, I am the Quincy. Later, baby. <laughs>